If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Hello there, my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 129 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on February 20th, 2022. All right, guys, well, I'm just going to be straight up with you just before we get into the episode today. I'm not in a great mood today. Number one, because my voice is a little raspy, uh, because my throat's been a little messed up the last couple of days, because my allergies are going haywire, because New York weather has no idea what it wants to do with itself. (laughs) One day, it is 25 degrees the high, and then about two days later, the high will be 61. It has gone up and down and up and down, regardless of which one, even though, of course, I would rather the warmth. I wish it would just be consistent, because my allergies cannot handle this. I know for a fact that I'm not sick, but... My throat is just not right over it, so if you're able to tell that about my voice at all, even though sometimes when it's a bit raspy, usually the bass of my voice sounds a little better, like that. Maybe do some voiceovers, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah, other than that, if you could tell that about my voice, like if it just gets hoarse at any point, well, that's why. And number two, which is what I'm even more ticked off about, usually on Sundays I usually record earlier in the day, maybe around like one or two, something like that. But I'm starting really late today. It's like almost 5 o'clock in the evening right now. So this episode's probably not going to be out until like 10 or 11 tonight. Like really late. So, and the reason for that is because my computer's being a complete piece of crap today, number one. And two, my microphone, my usual Yeti microphone is giving me a lot of trouble today. So I'm actually using the first ever microphone I used for Yapping Yankees when I started almost three years ago. So if the audio integrity or quality sounds any different with this recording today, then I apologize, but there is nothing I can do about it, and I really don't want to hear about it because I'm pissed off enough about it as it is. So, that's the deal. Just not in a good mood to start today, but won't take away with how good the episode's going to be, but just a few changes for today. My voice being hoarse, and also maybe the audio possibly sounding a little different because I'm using the OG microphone instead of my Yeti microphone that I would rather use. But anyways, I do hope you managed to have yourself a nice week, and you're having a nice weekend and Sunday. Hope everything is going well with you. Because not to waste any time, even though things could be going better with me as well, I'll just also say yet again, for what feels like the 40th week in a row, that in the world of baseball, there is virtually nothing good, as far as the possibility of starting on time in 2022, my friends. As a matter of fact, this past week... I'd say things got even worse in a lot of ways, if even possible, but yes. Not only is spring training officially delayed until at least March 5th now, as of a couple of days ago, which we all saw coming after last week, but now, after the league's announcement that if a new CBA isn't agreed to by February 28th that the season will be pushed back, we are now only about a week away from said date, February 28th, from an inevitable delay to even the season. And despite that announcement, again, this past week, things feel even worse. And again, I say, yes, that is possible. Listen to this. This past week, for starters, earlier in the week, it was announced that Major League Baseball wants to cut minor leaguers on the domestic reserve list to under 150 from the current list of 180 as they look to treat even more of the kids like complete garbage, just when you probably thought that they couldn't even find more ways to do so. Then, after another five days passed, keeping that extreme urgency going of meeting only once a week, give or take, the two sides finally decided to meet again on Thursday with the Players' Union counter-proposal. And that meeting... (laughs) The meeting lasted for 15 minutes. 15 
minutes. <laughs> Why don't you just have Tony Clark and Rob Manfred just settle it over a phone call while you're at it? 15 minutes. With differences having grown even greater now. Like the Players Union increasing their request for the pre-arbitration bonus pool from $100 million to $115. After the penny-pinching owners only offered as much as like $15 million. So now they're back to like $100 million in difference with that. And how about the minimum salary being nowhere close still? And the union also backed off its request for arbitration after two plus years of service time and instead requested that 80% of the players go into the system. So not much progress at all with service time. Between those things and again, no word really on any progress made on the minimum salary front... (laughs) Keep going, guys. Just just keep on going. Uh, you just have to ask yourself, what is the goal here? Because if you miss regular season time, if you actually miss legitimate time that actually counts, nobody wins. Both sides will lose out on profit. The fans get screwed the most, obviously. Nobody wins. None of the three sides wins. So what? what exactly is the goal here? You have to ask yourself. I mean, these are the same people who claim to want to expand the sport and grow the game, as they put it, increase the audience, attract new people while also pleasing the fans already here, make it a lovable game for everybody, grow the game. That's the famous expression that's been used for years now, what they've wanted to do, or so they say. And I can go on the same rant that you've heard 10,000 times already on this show. That the owners and Manfred, everyone at the top, are killing the game instead of growing it and only make things worse with each proposal made so far and how the league is its own worst enemy and everything happening is self-inflicted. Yet I know a new deal is going to be reached eventually. This can't go on forever. And how I'm also beyond sick and tired of talking about this going all the way back to 2020 when it was basically spelled out clearly to all of us that this would be a disaster here and now, even as far as back then, as it has been. Or how sick I am of watching billionaire owners who only gain more and more profit year by year through various means, constantly penny-pinching. All while also admitting that Tony Clark and the other higher-ups in the PA are no saints either despite me siding with them far more if I had to take a side, and the many different ways I've hit on through the years that show that the league just doesn't give a single crap about its fans, I could go about all of it all over again, but I'm not going to do that, guys. Lots of you know how exhausted I am by all of this already, and quite frankly, as I just explained to you on today of all days, of all the things that have happened to me today to even get the show up and running today, I'm just not in the mood. (laughs) So, I've said all that needs to be said in all of those regards and more. I've said it all at one point or another. The one thing I will say, one thing I will bring up, is in regards to something that I said earlier towards the very beginning. One of the first things that was said way earlier this past week. A major reason why I've sided with the players' union more in their battle against the owners. And that's the fact that these billionaires want to even further mistreat the minor leaguers after how crappy they've already been treated, that is downright astounding. I mean, it just leaves you speechless and just makes you ask yourself, what is the goal here? Not just overall, but what are they doing to the kids? What are they doing to the game by doing that to the kids? I mean, just when you think that they couldn't treat them more like crap, People like to often think about, oh, you know, the big guys who have the big contracts, they're totally fine. But what's mainly being fought for here are these kids. Especially the ones down there. Do you hear the living wages that they're being given? Those are not livable wages. And just when you think it can't get worse, now they're trying to cut even more of them out? It just leaves you speechless. It really, really does. It just... But otherwise, we've heard all the ranting already about all of it, and yeah, it does go even deeper than what I said before, like how they've also half-assed meetings like the 15-minute one just days ago. I mean, who the hell meets for 15 damn minutes? What do you, just exchange hellos, sit down, give the proposal, and walk right out? It's incredible. 
Or how about the complete lack of urgency in between these meetings, with the deadline just now eight days away before even the season is delayed? And how the fans, the third party in this mess, me or you listening to this show, get screwed the hardest in the midst of all this nonsense? We know, we know. I've kicked and screamed about it. Countless others have done the same. It doesn't make it right, though. Hell no, it doesn't. But it's all been said before. The whole sport and its players were locked out by the league, the owners, and Manfred so that focus can be put on negotiating for a new CBA. Yet they take a week more or less between meetings lately and waited until a month and a half after they locked out the sport to even come to the table for the first meeting. All of that time wasted and all of the progress that could have been made. And one can even argue that they didn't start negotiations years prior, despite having the time, out of fear of the players striking. But I do think I've heard players say that they would play under the conditions of the expired CBA, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I thought I heard at least a bunch of players vouch for that. But nonetheless, I guess they don't believe in that, the owners, so that they just don't want to end the lockout in risk of there being a player strike. But that's also why they didn't start negotiating years prior, even though all of us, including them, I mean, it had to have been them too, already knew that this would be a disaster come negotiations time because of how tense things were just a couple of years ago. Now that we are here in negotiations time, these negotiations, just the worst kind of faith, with such little or no wiggle room from the ones in charge, the league, who put the lockout into effect in the beginning of December, as we now sit at day 81 of it. This just can't end soon enough, though. Like, please stop making us content producers have to talk about this crap, because unfortunately we can't get around it. The continuation of the sport and the initiation of this season depends on it. It rides on it. It's too important. Again, All we fans care about in the end, regardless of which side that we side with more than the other, each and every one of us, regardless of which side we agree with more than the other, if we even do, regardless of the details that constantly get made public, all that we care about in the end, when you get real down to it, is that these two sides just figure it the hell out and figure it out themselves. Just figure it out and give us our product back. That is it. Just do the right thing by those who support your product. And we'll see what happens this week starting tomorrow because now, and it's about damn time, it was announced that they're going to be meeting every single day right up until the 28th to try to hammer out an agreement before that February 28th deadline that the league gave. So... And I know this wasn't going to happen, this sort of thing, them actually meeting every day, even though a lot of us have been recommending that they just do that forever now. I know it wasn't going to happen until the deadline was right there or officially announced, but that doesn't change the fact that this still could have been the case sooner. This urgency could have happened back in January, so nothing would have to be pushed, even spring training. Which again, I myself selfishly as a fan, have even expressed that I wouldn't care if spring training is pushed back at least a little bit because I think it's a little long to begin with, but so long as the regular season isn't affected. But if you still had that urgency going back to January, then you wouldn't even have to do that. I've been saying for over a month to meet nearly, if not actually, every day. Despite sides needing a bit of time to read everything over and prepare counters, I get it. But, I mean, if they could meet every day now then they could have done that the whole time. So it is possible because it's happening now. They just didn't care like they never do, truly. You didn't need this official deadline announcement to meet every day. We knew the entire time that anywhere from the last week of February to the first couple of days of March were the extent of negotiation time before the season had to be delayed simply because of how much time players, especially pitchers, need to get ready in spring training. We all knew the date would fall anywhere within that window. I and many others predicted March 2nd or March 3rd, and the league picked the 28th. Fine. Just a matter of days and difference. But we all knew that it would be within that window. 
And we've speculated that for a while. There's just no excuse. There's no excuse at all. But, all right, we'll see. (laughs) I'm just going to keep reporting the latest updates on these dopey negotiations and just have that be it. Because, like today, I I can't keep saying and yelling the same crap over and over again every week, guys. And you're probably tired of hearing about it anyway. We know the overall deal. I've been over all of this from top to bottom, going back years now, back to 2020. I'm tired of it. We know the deal. You know my feelings. So I'm just going to give the updates and have that be it. Very similar to what I did here today. I'm just drained from all this. I'm absolutely drained. I'm just really tired of it. And since next Sunday's the 27th, we'll be just a day away at that point from the deadline before the season gets pushed back because the 28th will be the next day on Monday. So we'll see if there's a deal by then since they'll be meeting every day this week or so they say. So everything is honestly riding on this next week here. Everything's riding on it because by the time I talk to you next Sunday, they'll be down to their last day going into the 28th. And who knows, if they don't have anything by then, maybe we'll get a live piece of breaking news while I'm recording and have it be freaking nuts. Imagine that. The announcement of getting baseball back while I'm recording. (laughs) That'd be a live reaction for the ages for when you get around to listening to it, right? (laughs) So, we'll see. But other than that, guys, that is your latest CBA update. I'm just so tired of talking about it. Especially on a day like today where I'm just not in a great mood. (laughs) I'm so exhausted by all of it. But yeah, as of now, still no progress really at all. That pathetic meeting, virtually useless meeting it would seem on Thursday... Just seems to have made no progress at all, really. But they they sound like they mean business for this next week, because now they've finally decided they're going to meet every day. And they've even said that specific owners and a lot of specific players will actually be in person in attendance for these meetings. And Yankees owner Hal Steinbrenner will be one of them. In case you care about that sort of thing, because many of us out there I know are not the biggest fans of Hal Steinbrenner. So... In case you wanted to just have that as a fun fact, if you didn't already know, it was reported that Hal Steinbrenner will be at these meetings this next week when some of the owners will be there in person. And he's going to be one of them. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. But like many of the past few weeks, guys, you know, since the lockout's still going on, nothing big in Yankees news. So after the crappy CBA update, just like has been... The way for the last few weeks, we're just going to go right into the social media segment for today with our Yankees talking points for today's episode from this past week. And it is a subject that was pretty red hot after an interview that was done that many of you may have heard about on the R2C2 podcast with Ryan Rucco and CeCe Sabathia, one of the only podcasts that I'll actually give a listen to because I just very much enjoy Ryan Rucco and I love CeCe. And they have a lot of good material on there. And there was a big interview on this podcast earlier this week with them and Aaron Judge. They interviewed Aaron Judge. And a lot was brought up. One topic in particular surrounding Aaron Judge's potential extension this winter or just signing long-term next winter when he hits free agency. Regardless of it, that was really the main thing talked about amongst the Yankee community when people heard them talking about that on the R2C2 podcast. So that is really the main subject for today's episode surrounding Aaron Judge, and that is what the social media segment is. And this week, I gave you a poll. Not a question, not a QA. and I'm going to have to do a Q&A soon. It's been a really long time since I did one. But for this week, when it comes to Aaron Judge and this particular topic, we have ourselves a poll, and I can't wait to talk about this because personally... A lot of you know out there that when it comes to modern-day Yankees baseball, Aaron Judge is my favorite. Love Judge. I just He reminds me in a lot of ways of of Jeter. I know a lot of people hate that comparison, and I don't know, probably gets to them themselves, Jeter and or Judge, to hear that an overwhelming amount. (laughs) But I don't know. In a lot of ways, one just reminds me about the other. And not in every single way, of course. They have their differences. But I don't know. I just, I love Aaron Judge. I love... His skill on the field, his ability to hit, his ability to field especially, which sometimes is forgotten about because of how massive of a force he is at the plate. And I also love how he conducts himself off the field. Just a big fan of his. So when I heard this interview too, you better believe I had my opinions on it as well. 
And considering it was really the main thing spoken about in the Yankee community this past week, I figured it'd be a great thing to center the entire social media segment around. So without further ado, let's jump right to the social media segment and talk for the rest of the episode about the subject. The poll for this week, first off starting on Twitter, is do you think that Aaron Judge spends his whole career as a Yankee? And to comment whether or not you'd be okay with him officially being named the next Yankee captain. That was just a little something I sprinkled in at the end there. But the main question, the real subject matter is, do you think Aaron Judge spends his whole career as a Yankee? And of course, given that question, the two main choices are yes, he'll stay, or no, he'll sign elsewhere. And the winning choice by an overwhelming amount, which I kind of expected, but still nice to see. A lot of people truly believe this. And this is after thousands of votes came in, so a lot of people made their voices heard on this subject. And after those thousands of votes came in, 78% of those people who voted voted that he will stay and remain a Yankee his whole career. And the remaining 22% of the 100% said, no, he will sign elsewhere. So an overwhelming amount of people saying that he is going to stay a Yankee his entire career. And I'm inclined to agree with those people. My personal opinion, I've always said that I do not see Aaron Judge going anywhere. And I actually think that the Yankees would be foolish to allow him to go anywhere. And I kind of think it's foolish for people who believe that he is going elsewhere to believe such a thing. Because not only do I just think that he personifies the Yankees and everything he does and how he carries himself, but even also just strictly from a money-making or marketing standpoint, which unfortunately, as we all know, is what the world tends to mainly revolve around. <laughs> It's just a lot of what people care about is just money, which sucks because it really takes away from a lot of the beauties of life. But unfortunately, that's the cruel reality that we live in. Most people, especially these billionaire owners, I mean, they've driven this point home plenty. (laughs) All they care about is money, really. So if you even want to take it from that standpoint, think of all the merch and all the marketing, all the money that the Yankees themselves make off Aaron Judge. From his merch, I mean, they they dedicated a part of the stadium to the guy, the Judge's Chambers. I mean, he is is a home run from a marketing standpoint and a money-making standpoint. I mean, you ask most anybody. I mean, maybe there are different answers too, like Garrett Cole, Giancarlo Stanton, a lot of big players that come to mind when you think about the Yankees. But for a lot of people, when you think about the Yankees right now, currently, modern day, I mean, one of the first guys, if not the first, that pops into the minds of most is Aaron Judge. I mean, he really is the Yankees right now. He's the face of the team. Now, me personally, I'd be fine, I guess, if he was named captain officially. I know the theme of captain, especially around the game of baseball overall, is kind of like a dead thing now. But I mean, the Yankees just as recently as eight-ish years ago still had a captain in Derek Jeter. And Derek Jeter, as many of you know, is my favorite not only baseball player or Yankee, but just athlete of all time. So it'd be it'd be really weird to see somebody else named Captain, but someone like Aaron Judge, I'd guess I'd be okay with it. But I'd be sort of indifferent because it'd be it'd be weird to see someone after Jeter. A lot of people have said, "Oh, it should be just done after Jeter." But regardless of what happens, I'm also indifferent about it because I mean, if he's named Captain, then great, good for him. But in a lot of ways, he already just personifies what a captain is, and I don't even really feel like the title is needed officially. You know what I mean? I don't know if that really makes sense, but that's just how I feel about it. So I'd be fine with it, I guess, but I just, I kind of feel like he already is a captain, just not really with the official title. And I don't even really think it should be an official title until it's really guaranteed that he spends his entire career here anyway. Like, if you are to sign him long-term, like, it's guaranteed, more or less, that he will spend the rest of his career as a Yankee. Like, it's a really sure feeling there, which I know in a business like this, because, you know, sports is just a business now, especially baseball. It's really tough to guarantee much of anything in that regard, but, I mean, I really wouldn't even give him that official title unless it was really, you know, a sure thing, more or less, that he is going to stay here. So I guess I'd be alright with it, but I kind of already feel like he is. But I do think that he's going to spend his whole career here, because I just don't think from a money-making marketing standpoint, from everything that he gives to the Yankee organization in that regard, that the Yankees would let him go. And I also just, 
I don't really see him wanting to leave. I mean, I know on R2C2, he said, you know, I'd love to spend the rest of my career here. He said that time and time again that he would love to play out the rest of his career as a Yankee. But, you know, if he doesn't finish out here, then he has plenty of memories to go on with. And, you know, so I guess he's not 100% saying, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be here. I mean, anything could happen. Anything can happen. Some of these things are just beyond the player's control. But I do think that they'll find a way to keep him. As far as what they do to keep him, honestly, I really wouldn't extend him this winter. I, I would really want to see what he does in 2022. I wouldn't really make that a main focus. I think the Yankees have bigger fish to fry at the moment. And I know that what they choose to pay him, I mean, if they do wait until next winter when he's a free agent, as opposed to now when you just extend him in his final year of service time. But if they were to wait until next winter, there are a lot of factors here that could change that as well. I mean, what they choose to do with shortstop or first base, if they choose to spend money on Freddie Freeman, for instance, or to bring back Anthony Rizzo, who is rumored to have a reunion with the Cubs. But anyways, if they chose to spend a lot of money on first base, and that could affect what they do with shortstop and vice versa. I mean, even at shortstop, if they choose to go with either Correa or Story, I think both will cost a pretty penny, but I think it'll probably be Correa that gets the bigger money. But regardless, what happens in these areas of need right now, absolute need, that could affect, I mean, it doesn't have to because they're the Yankees. They could do whatever the hell they want, as I've mapped out plenty, (laughs) but let's not be fooled. But what they will realistically do, probably the way they spend the money, what they decide to do with shortstop or first base could dictate how they approach bringing Judge back or potentially signing him long term. And the reason I think they should wait till next winter is see what happens in 2022. Solve the absolute problems. Solve the absolute holes on the team that need filling first. See how Aaron Judge does in 2022. See if he could give you a fully healthy or damn near fully healthy season again. And then take it from there. See what the deal is next winter. Now, he's around 30 already, so I would say... Don't sign him to anything more than like six or seven years. I don't want to go like the 10-year route, the nine-year route. I do not want to do that until he's like almost 40. I'm not about that. Not just because of Aaron Judge's injury history in 2018, but especially in like 2019 and 2020, even though 2020 was all messed up. But I only say I exonerate 2018 a little bit because it was an injury beyond his control. He got hit by a pitch in the wrist. But anyways, anyways, I would just want to see how he does in 2022. See where you're at come next offseason, maybe when some money comes off the payroll come next winter, and obviously all of the problems, hopefully all the holes, like in shortstop and first base, are filled in by then. And then see where you're at, see the kind of season he had, and then go about it next winter while he's in free agency. It's tough for me to come up with exact numbers right now, but I really wouldn't go beyond six-ish years. I really wouldn't want to go beyond that. And I think Judge would have to look at that from a realistic standpoint because he is going to be around 30 still when he hits free agency next winter. He's 29 right now, going on 30 in April, so during the wintertime he'll still be 30. And, you know, I really, I just don't feel comfortable signing guys like they're late, late 30s anymore. I'm talking like 39 years old. I'm, I'm not about that. I'm just not. But especially if he plays like a, damn near fully healthy or an actual fully healthy season in 2022 like he did in 2021 and puts up unbelievable numbers along with the fact of everything else he represents just being a Yankee the way that he is and from a money-making and marketing standpoint you got to bring the guy back and ensure that he plays the rest of his career here that's just my opinion so my answer to this would be yes and if they were to name him the captain then I guess I'd be fine with that. But in a lot of ways, I think he already is, just without the official title. But me personally, I mean, as much as an extension would be fine right now, I would not I would not be upset about that because I generally do want Aaron Judge spending his entire career here as a Yankee. But just a pragmatic approach, I do think it would be better just after you sort out the positions of need right now and see the kind of season that he has in 2022 I mean, and what kind of season there is in general in 2022, when the hell they're going to agree to this new CBA. I mean, just got to wait until things just happen. I don't think this is at the top of the list of priorities right now. The Yankees have bigger fish to fry right out of the gate coming out of this when this lockout ends because there's going to be a barrage of moves from everybody right after this ends because they got to get it done right away. Get ready for spring training. Get your moves done. You've probably been brainstorming this whole time, so you know what you want to do. 
So, or at least I would hope so. But just there's going to be a firestorm, just like there was leading up to the lockout in the rush before the lockout. When it ends, oh my God, it's going to be chaos, I imagine. So just get those done first. Take the season. Go into next winter when he's officially a free agent and see where you're at. See where Aaron Judge is at, what kind of season he had. That's just my opinion on all of this. So let's hear all of your thoughts on this. Now, of course, I'm not getting to nearly all of these replies because, as usual, just an overwhelming amount of them, just as there was a ton of votes. So I'll try to get to as many as I can, especially here on Twitter. But I'll do the best I can. So let's get started. But before that, quick reminder, guys, just be sure to follow me on social media if you don't already. Facebook fan page is Mike Scudero NY. Twitter is at Mike Scudero. And Instagram is Mike Scuds. 97. Please also be sure to subscribe to Yapping Yankees on all four of the platforms it's available on. That's YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Leave a like below on YouTube if you're listening on there. And if you're listening on any of the other three, be sure to leave a review on all the others as well and show the love that you are so good at already showing. (laughs) Oh my god. My nose is so plugged up. I'm just going to be obnoxious right now. This is just literally the mood that I'm in. I'm just going to blow my nose. Just... Oh, yeah. That's nice. A little better now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Today's been a hellish day, guys. Just going to be honest with you. It's just been hell between figuring out how to get the show up today and, you know, with, with my computer being a piece of crap and just my microphone, my Yeti microphone just not cooperating... It's been a day. <laughs> Plus, these allergies just, just you know, making my life miserable with the weather, just not knowing what the hell it wants to do. But anyways, nobody cares about that. Let's get to the, <laughs> let's get to the social media segment. Hear your replies. You heard my takes. What are yours? Is Aaron Judge going to stay or is he going to go? Will he stay or will he go in the long run, in your opinion? Whether you think it'll be via extension or not, or whether you think it'll be just via signing during free agency next winter. Let's start off here on Twitter with my friend Spencer at MusicianDMD. And Spencer says, I think Aaron Judge and the Yankees will put together a contract with options that serve both of their interests. Unlike Robinson Cano, Aaron Judge is a face of MLB kind of player. His value exceeds or even transcends his stats. I'm thoroughly disinterested in the matter of him being appointed captain. I think it's more important to fans that he be named captain. I would ask those fans, why is it so important to you? Judge doesn't need a title to assert that he's a leader on the team. If appointed, I'm okay with it, but I roll my eyes when the Yankees fans raise the matter of name Judge captain. That's a lot of what I feel. That's a lot of what I feel, and I think that contract will come next winter, and again, if it comes this winter with the extension, then fine. I just think it would be better for everybody if it would just be next winter with the Yankees hopefully having solved all of their problems, all of their problems they have in front of them right now, and just having seen what he does in 2022 and having all the cards out on the table per se, and just getting a deal done with that. And I do think there will be, yeah, having options in the deal, that's that's definitely a good prediction. I, I definitely see that. Maybe it could be like a longer, like, seven, eight-year deal with like an opt-out after, I don't know, year four or five or something like that. Maybe it'd be, or maybe it'd be less years with more money per. I mean, it could just be for both sides, you know, what's for both sides' best interests, like you said. And, yeah, that's exactly what I said before. I actually find it curious to use the Robinson Cano comparison. I think that's a pretty good comparison. Like, why not bring him back? And then, you know, why bring Judge back as far as the difference in how they're seen as overall Major League Baseball players and like the face of a team or the face of the sport sort of thing. And I do agree with that. And I mean, in the long run, it was a good idea, given where we are now with Robinson Cano, that they didn't sign into like a 10-year contract. But that's besides the point. With the captain thing, like I said, I'd be okay with it, but I do think he, in a lot of ways, already is the leader or the captain, per se, of the team, and you said that exact same thing, and I agree with that. I do, so we feel exactly the same on that. Up next, we have at DebSeymour51, and Deb says, okay with me if he's named captain, however, unlikely for that scenario. Yeah, I mean, listen, the captain thing with the Yankees, like it is for most of the sport, and maybe specifically for the Yankees, because Derek Jeter would be such a great one to end the captain's legacy with, maybe. 
then maybe it is over. So if he is named captain, then fine. I mean, it's okay with me. It's okay with you. It's okay with Spencer so far. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see it. I don't know if it'll happen. And if they do plan on doing it, maybe again they do it when it's really, you got a good feeling that he is going to spend the rest of his career here. But we'll see what happens. Next is Linz at Yankees Goddess. And she says, there's no way Judge leaves. The Yankees as a whole would lose so much. The team would lose their leader. The kids would lose their role model. It would have a huge impact in a negative way if he were to go to another team. He's going to be a Yankee for the rest of his career. Yeah, it's a lot of the reasons why I mentioned before. Like, it would just be really hard to imagine him going elsewhere. And again, even with the money and the marketing standpoint as well, what he does for them financially, it would just be, it just really wouldn't make much sense from that standpoint. Or just, you know, of course, the standpoint of his leadership and the fact that he's a role model. He is like the, you know, the unofficial, as far as the captain title is concerned, but the unofficial captain or leader of this team. He is the team, the face of it. So, yeah, I agree with that. At Savage Empire Pod says, it depends on years and money. You got to take emotions out of it. I'd love to see him stay, but no more than six years max. Yeah, that was a give or take the amount of years that I said too. I'd be fine with six, but like that's that's really it. That might even be a bit much for a lot of others. I mean, some people might even say, oh, just four or five and give him more per year. So... Yeah, but I said really six as the most. I mean, seven would be really pushing it. And then especially, definitely not eight or nine to the point where he'd be almost 40. I'm not feeling that. At Steven, 281-576-18 says, Absolutely, he should be captain. He's the perfect choice. Yeah, if they were to name anybody, it would definitely be him. No doubt about that. It's just a matter of, you know, what would happen and how would you feel? And you think he's a perfect choice? And fine, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's tough to argue with. <laughs> it really is. My friend James at Rebirth Chaos 09 says, I can't imagine seeing Judge in another uniform. I think he stays a Yankee, but I think his extension should wait. The Yankees have other needs, including first base and shortstop. He can wait. Get me Correa and Olsen, and then lock up Judge. You can do both if you really want to. Get it done, Hal and Cashman. That's what I said, and that's why I think they'd be better off waiting until the winter, next winter, when he's officially a free agent. Because you have other holes to plug up right now. They're just bigger fish to fry. Aaron Judge is going to be around for 2022, even if you don't extend him right now. It's nothing that can't wait until next winter while you figure out other things right now and see where you're at, the kind of season Judge has, everything like that. So yeah, I, I do agree with that. As far as being able to do all of it, realistically, from what the Yankees would do, if they were to spend on Correa, which again, as I've said many, many times, even though he would be my pick for shortstop, it's tough to see the Yankees actually committing to that. Or even Olsen. I mean, I don't even know if they would want to trade certain prospects for Olsen. They might go the route to get Freeman for money, despite how tough it is to imagine Freeman outside of a Braves uniform. But regardless, with what they do with those two positions, it could dictate for the Yankees what they decide to do with Judge, how much they're willing to pay him. And it could really just, a lot of it could depend. But honestly, as far as what they truly could do, if they really wanted to, I mean, you have to imagine the Yankees can do anything they want financially. I mean, even if they have to go over the tax, I mean, it is the Yankees we're talking about. But as far as what they would realistically do, it's possible that if they shovel out a crap ton of money on shortstop and or first base, that when the time comes, they actually might not be willing to just give Judge anything or just a ton of money or as many years as he might want. I mean, it's it's possible. But I would like to imagine that they can do that because they are the freaking Yankees after all. But yeah, listen, ideally, that would be huge. Correa, Olsen, and you lock up Judge. But then you think about how many contracts are on the payroll. And again, realistically, you think if the Yankees, you'd think whether or not that they would be willing to take that on, all of it. I don't know. I, I just... I don't see them spending that much realistically, but I, I think they could. I would love them to, but I don't know. We'll see. At TechnoGeezer underscore 54 says, The Yankees would be foolish from a player and marketing standpoint to let him go. But the Yankees have had a history of doing foolish things. Not opposed to him getting captain, but I think he needs to be a little bit more fiery thinking Mattingly, Jeter, and Munson. Yeah, I mean, listen, you think about captains of the past... And that's why a lot of people think, you know, hey, maybe after Jeter, that's that's it, you know. But I'm not opposed to it either. If it happens, great. He's already like really the unnamed captain as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I could I could see why you would think that. 
And yeah, that's exactly what I said before about the marketing and player standpoint. All of that. That's part of the reasoning I gave before as to why it would be hard for me to imagine the Yankees thinking it a good idea to let him go. At Esquaris141 says, he'll stay, but the Yankees will give him less money than other teams. Well, it's a matter of whether Judge would be willing to accept that at that point, if he'd be willing to stay here for a discount compared to what other teams would be willing to pay him. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see about that. It'd be interesting. Rob at Laker 477 says, if it's up to him, he'll retire Yankee. Unfortunately, the players rarely get to have the final say on such matters. Judge definitely should be named the next Yankees captain. All right, fair enough, Rob. I know a lot of people would love that. And listen, I wouldn't be opposed to the captainship either. And yeah, I mean, like I said before, it's not always up to the players themselves. There are a lot of factors that go into negotiating here and what other teams are offering you. I mean, there are just a lot of factors. So, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. At Johnny CQ says, future captain. All right, a lot of people feel that way. At Frank 54442938 says, Judge is so big, strong, talented, but yet fragile. He becomes a free agent at 30 years old. The Yankees can restock the farm by trading him, like the player, but age and injuries working against him. I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, he's had injury trouble in the past. 2021, he did a good job to shut a lot of people up with that. But yeah, you're right. Listen, with the age being at 30 years old, it's it's a very realistic talking point to hit on. That's why I said I really wouldn't go past five, maybe six years, because at that point you're crossing into late 30s territory, and I, by then, who knows? Maybe he won't even be a right fielder, really. Maybe he'll be more of a DH. Maybe he'll had, have had a bunch of years of injuries, and it'll be horrible even just bringing him back from a financial standpoint, strictly. Or maybe against all odds, he won't be getting hurt anymore. He'll have fantastic seasons, and, you know, this will all be for naught, this discussion. <laughs> so, you just don't know. It's a gamble. As far as restocking the farm, I mean, yeah, the Yankees lost some names and some trades. They had to give some people away with Gallo and Rizzo, for instance. But, I mean, the Yankees' farm is still pretty stacked. I mean, no prospects a guarantee. We've spoken about that at great length this winter and in the past amongst all of the discussion about if you were to trade for Olsen, what would you do, and who would you give away, blah, blah, blah. But the Yankees still have some very respectable names on their top prospect list. They're very respectable. I mean, you would get, if you were to trade Judge, with which I personally am opposed to doing, I mean, if it were to be next winter, I mean, it wouldn't even really have to be a trade. He'd be a free agent, so they would just sign him. But in the case of trading, if you were to do that, like, right now, right after the lockout ends, for whatever reason, <laughs> yeah, you'd get a stupid amount back for him, I would imagine. Because <laughs> after coming off of 2021, it was a very respectable season. He didn't get hurt. He put up great numbers. And it was the closest season that he had resembling 2017, even though 17 I would still consider to be better. But it was as close as we've seen him be to the 2017 form since that season. But I just think it would be better, like I said, with the pragmatic approach, see what he does in 2022 and see where you're at next winter. Because if he has another great season this year, then he's going to he's gonna want more money, understandably so, and he's going to get paid. But if he has a bad season and is hurt for almost the entire season again, proves himself to be injury-prone and, you know, gets the whole crowd talking again about how he can't stay healthy and yada, 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 then he's going to take a bit of a hit and he might have to ask for a little bit of less money because he'll be coming off a bad year and people will see 2021 as a fluke. You know the whole deal. So, but yeah, if they were to trade him, like this offseason before he hits free agency, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it, it doesn't even have to be said the unbelievable return the Yankees would get, but I'm just opposed to that personally. But yeah, listen, the age standpoint, it's a fair one to tackle, but as far as, uh, you know, how fragile he is, I would wait until 2022, see how he does in 2022 and see where you're at before you really throw the fragile or injury-prone comment towards him again, but we'll see. At Steve Jacks 3 says, outliner here. If Yankee season goes bad, they trade him for someone else's farm system and spend money elsewhere. Well, again, if they make it to next winter, he'll be a free agent. There's not going to be a trade. He'll just be signed. So the only way that would really be a trade is if they trade him like right after the lockout or maybe at the trade deadline, which I really can't see happening. It's just I'm just bringing up scenarios as to when he could be traded because when he hits free agency, there's no trade. He's a free agent. You just sign him. So, yeah, I don't know what all the trade talk is, but yeah. 
if under those circumstances, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> the farm system be, would be ridiculous. You'd get a, a ton of prospects back. At AE47 underscore says, from a baseball standpoint, extending him is a bad idea. As a Yankees fan, I want him to stay. And captains are dead in baseball. I don't understand our fan base's obsession with a captain. Well, I think it's just a point of discussion. I don't think it's as much obsession. I think some people would really like for him to be named captain, and I and I gave my view before. I wouldn't really... I'd be okay with it, but I already think he really is like the unnamed captain. He's already the leader in the face as it is. But I think it's just a point of discussion. People like to talk about it. But, yeah, as far as what they do with it, it'll be interesting to see whether they see it as truly dead or whether they want Jeter to be the last one, maybe, or what have you. Because, like I said, I even acknowledged earlier that around baseball as a whole, the captainship really is just... It's really a thing of the past, I think. Captains really aren't named anymore. Not as of the last bunch of recent years, anyway. So, so yeah, I, I definitely understand that. But from a baseball standpoint, it would be a bad idea? What do you mean by that? Like... Just like in general because of his age or his injuries or things like that. Then, yeah, that's that's been something that other people have said. But, of course, yeah, as a Yankee fan, because of what he means to the team and the fact that he basically is the Yankees, I mean, yeah, from that standpoint, you want him to stay, so I understand that. But from a baseball standpoint, you got to be a bit more specific than that. Like age, injuries, or even from a money or a marketing standpoint... You know, when it comes to the amount of money that he makes for the organization, I mean, from that standpoint, yeah, it would be it would be a bad idea to let him go, <laughs> unless you mean the amount of money it would take for him to stay here. Then that'd make more sense. At Laura underscore Icemont, Laura says, "Yes, I see Judge being a Yankee for his whole career. He would also be perfect as a captain for the team. He lives and breathes Yankees." That's tough to argue with that, Laura. <laughs> really, is tough to argue. At Johnny B four fifty five seven seven six seven eight says he's motivated as Jeter was. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> oh boy. Oh god, more nose blowing coming up. Oh yeah, that's hot. That's hot, Mike. Quality content. Just listening to you obnoxiously blow your nose. Why are you talking about Aaron Judge's future as a Yankee? In case you can't tell, I just don't care today. <laughs> oh my god. Let's just keep going. <clears throat> Up next is at Young Guapo BK, and they say, if they win a chip, he gets captain. I don't think you can do it without that. Well, that's not true. Mattingly didn't get a chip. If you want to talk about recent Yankee captains, he didn't win a championship. I mean, he didn't even see a World Series. I mean, he was he played from 1982 to 1995, perfectly within the window that the Yankees didn't even see the World Series, didn't even win a pennant, <laughs> because they went to the World Series in 81 and lost, and then the next time they saw the World Series was in 96, the year after he retired. So, yeah, he didn't even see a, a World Series, let alone win one, so that's not necessarily true. Winning a World Series isn't necessarily a, a need to be a captain. Just speaking on the standpoint of Mattingly, so if you're going to use that as an example as to why Judge wouldn't or would be named captain, that's not really valid. But, yeah, I mean, that's just how I see it. At Yankees Gabba Gab says, Judge will be a career Yankee and end up in Monument Park. I would love that. <laughs> I'm here for that. At Yanks Girl 04 is up next, and she says, People hate this, but in my opinion, he is very, very Jeter-ish. He took on a leadership role as a rookie, and now it's his team. I already consider him the captain the way he presents himself, bonding with the players pregame and the fans, etc. But I really would love them making it official. Yeah, that's what I said. In every regard that a captain is without having the official title, he already is, for me, the captain pretty much. Just unnamed. But, uh, yeah, that's that's how I see it. Just a really good leader. I mean, some people, if they want to combat that, they would mention the whole boombox crap, like in the playoffs, and how much bad luck, per se, that's brought them. And I've, I have a tough time arguing with that. But other than that, yeah, he's your ideal leader, really. Up next is at 305 Andy Wilson, and he says, five years, $150 million. I mean, maybe. I mean, he might request even more than that per year, I would say. He'd probably have to jack it up to, I don't know, and we're from 35 to 40 million a year, especially if he has a great season and you wait until next year to sign him when he's a free agent. 
if he has a great 2022, you're going to have to pay him. I'm not sure 30 is going to cut it. You're going to have to go higher than that, probably around 40-ish if I had to say. I don't know if that's being ridiculous in the eyes of some. Sometimes I can be pretty lame at predicting money and years on potential future contracts, especially when there are a lot of factors that could change said speculated contract. But And there are if you wait until next winter to do it, so that's why it's tough to really tell. But if he has a kick-ass 2022, you might have to pay more than that. I'd say you actually have to definitely have to pay more than that. Up next is at Sweet Deanna 67 and she says, I watched him come up through the Rail Riders and go to the bigs. He bleeds Yankee pinstripes. He's already the captain to me. It's the case with a lot of people. And in my mind, like I said, he's already that way for me as well. So I understand that. At JT202102 says, the Yankees are cheap. He's gone. Well, sometimes they try to penny pinch a little bit. There's no doubt about that. And then other times they'll open up the bank for Garrett Cole and maybe even foolishly sometimes like they did with Jacoby Ellsbury a bunch of years ago, for instance. But sometimes my point is, regardless of whether it ends up being a good or a bad move, sometimes they're not cheap and then sometimes they are. It depends. So it it does depend. You have to call them out when they are, but you also have to admit that sometimes here and there they will open. They'll open up the bank. They'll open up the checkbook at times. At B 54 says, I don't think the Yankees can afford him. He's one of the biggest names in the game. He's going to get big money, and between Cole and Stanton, they can't afford another huge contract. They need more than three players. He's also said things about the Giants and playing there. Really? I haven't really heard that. Maybe that just flew over my head. I don't know. But, yeah, realistically, I mean, I personally believe that the Yankees can afford anything. That they want. <laughs> That's. I'll continue to say that because they are the New York Yankees and their profit margin is just, it's ridiculous the amount of money this organization makes between, I mean, tickets, merch, concessions, TV deals, uh, just every everything you could imagine. So many avenues of profit. The Yankees are just, oh my God. They are worth so much money. They make so much money. They could afford anything they want. They could afford all those contracts, even though it would be hefty. Obviously, I'm not denying that they that they would be. But yeah, that's what I said before from a realistic standpoint. Would they be willing to actually do that in reality? That's another story. <laughs> As to what I feel and basically know that they could afford, all of us know that they could, and what they actually would in reality do, those differ. So... That's what I said before. A lot of it depends. You also got to consider the big contracts that are already on the payroll, like you mentioned, Cole and Stanton. And like I also said, what they'd be choosing to do with shortstop and or first base, whichever routes they choose to go down with both of those positions, it depends on that as well. There are a lot of factors. That's what I said. But they could do it all if they want to. But would they be willing to? It's another story. So can they afford him? Yeah, they could. I think they could. (laughs) But would they do it realistically? depending on which direction they go down with certain things, another story entirely. And should they do it? Yeah, they should, obviously, because they should be willing to do anything that it takes to win, even if it does mean taking on another hefty contract. All right, let's just do a couple more, and then we'll move on to Instagram, because we've done a bunch on here. We have done a bunch, so. At Bobby underscore BRWN. Definitely means brown, but you're missing the O there, so I'll just say it as is. Anyways, Bobby says, if you answered yes, you are correct. If you answered no, you're a Mets or Red Sox fan or an idiot. (laughs) I appreciate your candor, but I mean, it's not just as far as really being a Mets or Red Sox fan on the down low, but it could just be a factor of people just realistically not seeing them go down that route of paying him a ton of money based off of other things that they have to settle right now and other big contracts that they already have taken on. It could be as simple as that. From that standpoint, just from a financial one, not necessarily not wanting him around. I mean, some people probably don't want him around. I know there are a lot of people out there who are just irrationally hard on him for his past injuries and the fact that he's almost 30. But I think most people just really look at it, you know, from a valid financial standpoint. So... At Jerry Santanch 13 says, I don't think Hal is stupid enough to let him walk. He knows Judge alone attracts fans to the game. When Judge broke out, all you saw was kids wearing his jersey. Need more guys like him in MLB. 
He'll be a Yankee for life, in my opinion. That's one of the standpoints I took. You know that. I said that. So I agree with that. Next, we have at Just a Jersey Girl 2. And they say he should spend his career as a Yankee. But Hal is one of the worst owners in baseball. He doesn't want to spend any money and a yes for captain. All right, that's cool, yes for captain. But like I said, as far as money, it depends. It depends. Sometimes they're cheap. Sometimes they pay up. It just depends. But yeah, sometimes I've definitely wanted to plunge my head through drywall about the kinds of areas that Hal's willing to spend money in and the kinds of areas that he's not willing to spend money in. Sometimes it drives me absolutely up the walls, you know, from the many rants I've gone on in the past. So, you know, especially in a lot of instances, it's tough to deny that Hal is definitely a frustrating owner to deal with. I'm, I'm not a fan of his. I've made that more than clear. But yeah, you definitely think he should spend the rest of his career here. I definitely think he should too. But will he in reality? Given all the factors, that's another story. Who knows? Let's finish off with one more. Let's see. Who didn't I hit on yet? There's plenty here. I don't even know. I'm just scrolling up and down. Can't decide who to read last here. Crazy part is, I think I've read nearly 30 replies here, and there's still so many more left. Ah, I can't win. <laughs> All right, let's finish off. Well, let's finish off with my friend Tina, Mountain Gal 456. Didn't even realize that. Tina says, I'd say yes. I think he'll spend his career as a Yankee and eventually be named captain. Unless the Yankees have something up their sleeve with a superstar signing and can't come to an agreement with Judge. If they are not going to make any moves, they'd better lock in on Judge. Yeah, that's for sure. Especially if Judge has a kick-ass 2022 and you're going to go the soft route with shortstop and just go the stopgap and wait for a prospect, whether it be Peraza and or Volpe. And if you don't do it, it needs to be done with first base and you go the soft route on that too, maybe. Then, yeah, you better ensure at that point that you lock Judge in. The only way that I, that I don't see it happening realistically is the same that you've said, Tina, and the same that I've said, and the same that a lot of other replies have said. If they just take on too many big contracts after taking on another massive one for shortstop and or first base when the lockout's done, on top of all the ones they already have, and just not wanting to add on one more with Judge, which would be nuts because, again... He is the Yankees. He's their leader. He's their role model. He personifies what they are. And really the goal, going back to 2017, in my opinion, is having him be at the center of this championship window here and building around him and winning some championships again. That obviously has not happened yet, but, I mean, of all people, to not sign back during a championship window with some of the big contracts you've taken on in the past and have now, and you wouldn't be willing to do the same with him, that just... It'd be hard to imagine. Like I said, it'd just be really, really hard to imagine. But realistically, anything could happen, depending on the route that the Yankees go down with certain other things. So that's the deal with Twitter. A lot of people seem to mostly be on the same page, and obviously many more people in the actual voting results in the poll itself believe that he will stay. Many more people believe that rather than the fact that he could sign elsewhere. 78 to 22 again in favor of yes, he will stay. Let's hear how the Instagrammers feel. Obviously, same exact question. Do you think Aaron Judge spends his whole career as a Yankee? Again, the two choices, yes, he'll stay, or no, he will sign elsewhere. And not only did the choice of yes win by a massive margin here on Instagram as well, but like another poll recently, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before that, but one of the polls we did in the last week or two, the Voting percentages for the winning choices on both platforms were extremely similar. And it's basically exactly the same again between the two platforms for this question this week. Because 79% of the boatload of Instagram voters voted that yes, he will stay. And the remaining 21 voted no, he'll sign elsewhere. So it was 78 to 22 in favor of this choice on Twitter and 79 to 21 here on Instagram. So, again, very, very close results. Not only the same choice being chosen for the majority, but the actual percentages being neck and neck. It's crazy. I love that. <laughs> All right, let's just read a couple here because we're heading up to an hour now. So let's just let's wrap this up. First up here on Instagram, we have official52011. And he says, I think he'll stay. Fair enough. A lot of people do, evidently. <laughs> Next, we have my girlfriend at Vic Salimo, and Vic says, absolutely, he'll stay. 
I don't think the Yankees want to lose him, and I don't think he'll want to leave. He's homegrown, loyal, and has become the face of this team. I truly believe they'll give him what he's worth and will be crowned captain, which he himself said he would love, and so would we. Yeah, I think the vast majority of people would love that, definitely. (laughs) And yeah, listen, he is homegrown. He is the face of the team. We've said this. It's a good point, homegrown. That's a... We all know that, but that's even another point that has flown over my head today. And uh, he just means that much. I mean, somebody else in the replies on Twitter said, I saw him come up with the Rail Riders and watched his journey through the minor leagues all the way to the major leagues. And a lot of people did. I heard a lot about him when he was in AAA as well. I kept an eye on him. And my brother especially did. My brothers loved Aaron Judge since he was AA. I mean, way in the earlier minor league days. Because at first he played in college, then A-ball, then double-A, then triple-A with the Rail Riders, and then came up in 2016 in the second half. So, I mean, yeah, listen, he means a lot, and whether or not the Yankees would want him to go, or whether he would personally want to go, I, I doubt either side wants that, but again, it's a business, that's why we can't say for sure, but... Obviously, yes. I think it's safe to say that the vast majority of us would love it if he stayed for the right money, what he's worth for all sides involved, and also him being named captain, which in a lot of ways he already is in our minds, obviously. Last but certainly not least, as always, is my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, and she says, I believe his allegiance to the Yankees team is the same caliber as Derek Jeter's. He's not just your regular player. He is a Yankee. He is the Yankees, period. It's written all over his face, his actions, his words, and his behavior. He is a Yankee for life, in my opinion. I love him. Lord knows I love him, too. <laughs> Big fan of judges. Always have been, always will be. And I, I tend to defend him a lot. I really, really do. I was the one that predicted last January, and it was a very bold prediction, given how 2018, 19, and 20 went for him injury-wise. I went out there put my reputation on the line, and said, I think that Aaron Judge will play 140-plus in 2021. He'll hit 40-plus home runs, which, of course, he had to just hit 39 just to tease me. And I think that'll happen during the season, and it did. And if you still don't believe that I made that prediction, then guess what? It's still on Twitter. All you got to do is go into the advanced search and get that bitch up, (laughs) because it is still up there. I made that prediction last January. I think it was right in the middle of the month. He played well over 140 games. He would have played even closer to the full 162 if he didn't miss that time with COVID. And and he missed the 40 home run mark by one home run. So give me a break. He virtually did it. Point is, I put it all out there. I believed in him. He came through. I'm going to do the same thing this season when the lockout's over. I'm going to put out another judge prediction based on 2022. And hopefully he comes through for me again because that would be great. (laughs) And of course, it would be just great to see him and Stanton go on the murder fest that they went on in 2021 together because they were a couple of the only players amongst maybe just a few others, like uh, Cole or Jonathan Loisaga out in the bullpen, maybe even Jordan Montgomery, except for the last start of the season, which was absolutely brutal. But anyways, and the same could be said about Cole. I should highlight with Cole everything before the hamstring injury. He was one of the most consistent players because obviously everything post-hamstring, especially his last start in that wild card game, was not pleasant in the least. But though they were really the only ones throughout the whole season that were really consistent for the Yankees throughout the whole year. And uh, it would be great to see that happen again, just both of them be healthy, all of them. I mean, just strictly talking about Judge and Stanton, because offensively they were just, they did. They did all the work this year, especially towards the end of the year. But throughout most of the season, they were putting in the work. And they had murderous seasons, despite the doubts of everybody. So, it'd be great to see that all again. And it'd be awesome to see what kind of intensity that leads to next winter. If he's not extended now, if they do wait until free agency, like I said, would be the better idea. And see how those negotiations go as a result of all that come next offseason. But as far as the rest of what you said, Mom, yeah, I do believe in his allegiance as well. With some people, you gotta really wait until free agency hits in order to see their actual allegiance. But... I do see it as very Jeter-esque, as I've said, and that he is the Yankees pretty much, and I would love it if he just spent the rest of his career here. I am with you on all of that, of course. But with that being said, my friends, that is all for the social media segment for this week. Thank you all so, so much. As always, whether I got to your reply or not does not matter. I appreciate you just as much as the people whose replies I did get to. Just 
any and all interaction I appreciate more than I can put into words. I just love you all so, so much for interacting each and every single week. It's always a blast, always a great discussion. I always just have so much fun. I love the social media segment. It already got me in a bit of a better mood now, despite the hellish day that's been going on with me all day today. So, I thank you for that. Just a really good discussion based off of the interview on the R2C2 podcast from this past week with Ryan Rucco, CeCe Sabathia, and Aaron Judge that got the whole Yankee fan base talking and in an uproar about the subject of him being extended or just spending the rest of his career as a Yankee, him being named as the official captain even, I mean, on top of all the rest. Just a really big discussion, and I just thought that with everybody talking about it this past week, that would be a good subject to hit on for the social media segment this week, and I'm glad the discussion was as good as it was. But with that being said, that is also all for episode 129 of Yapping Yankees today. And before I get to the outro, again, guys, just thank you so much for sticking with me today. If my attitude was just not as good as it usually is, then listen, I explain why. And you'd probably be able to understand even better if only you saw the crap I had to go through to even get this recording started today. So I apologize on my equipment's behalf for all of that. (laughs) And I'm sorry about my voice being raspy too. I hate doing the show with a raspy voice. It's just, it's a broadcaster's worst nightmare, not having their voice at full capacity and then doing a broadcast. It's just embarrassing. But listen, if maybe you weren't even able to tell, and if I hadn't said anything, you wouldn't have even been able to tell, then that's great. I'm happy about that, but especially when I put my voice at like a higher inflection, you could hear the strain, but I think for most of the episode, I did a good job at mainly keeping it at the base here, so it sounds nice and full, and and I don't know, you get it, (laughs) so if you weren't able to tell, that's fantastic, but otherwise, this show today actually did help boost my mood a bit, it really did, I just love the discussion on the show, it's always a good time, so thank you all for helping me, I really do appreciate that, and you know something, you could help me even more by following me on all social medias. Facebook fan page, Mike Scudero NY. Love that transition, right? Just great. I'm a master at this. <laughs> Twitter is at Mike Scudero. And Instagram is Mike Scuds 97 Please also remember to subscribe to Yapping Yankees on all four of the platforms it's available on. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Show love on all of them. Leave a like below if you're listening on YouTube. Leave a review on any of the others that you might happen to be listening on. And also, if you have the time and you missed any past Yapping Yankees episodes, go ahead and listen to them. Episodes 34 up to episode 129 today are available on YouTube. And all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening to me yap today, my friends. I am Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, February 27th, when I come at you with episode 130 of Yapping Yankees, and when they are merely a day away from the deadline given by the league, until the season itself even has to be altered, even if just by a little bit. And we'll see again if the fact that they are meeting every single day throughout this next week helps to prevent said scenario from happening because nobody wants to see the season delayed at all. But until next Sunday, guys, as always, hang in there, be patient, please stay safe, look out for your loved ones, and despite how crappy things are with negotiations, let's just keep our fingers crossed for some good news because this next week really is what it has all come down to. And when you think about it, it really is the moment of truth per se. So we'll see if they could get it done. But otherwise, enjoy your week, my friends. Talk to you next Sunday. Take care. (laughs) 